Joe Rogan refuses to ever have Trump on his podcast. And the reason why we're going to even cover this is because there's a very important lesson that people can learn from this whole situation. Because there's so many news companies just like yapping about this whole fiasco. But the reality is, the main thing to really understand about why this is actually important to learn from is that Joe Rogan has the number one podcast basically in the world, gets millions upon millions of listeners every single episode, regardless of what that episode is, right? He has potentially massive influence over anyone that listens to it, especially if they're very, very connected fans. Like, it only takes like 1% of millions of people to where you end up having some like really, really crazy fans, right? That would probably do whatever he said, whether it be a joke or not, that they would probably do exactly what he tells them to do. But none of that actually really matters. The thing that matters is that Joe Rogan has successfully put himself in a position where he can literally give anyone the middle finger for any reason just because he just doesn't want to do it, right? Just because he doesn't want to talk to you, just because he doesn't want to have an interview with you on the podcast. And the thing is, he's probably met Trump before and was probably friendly towards Trump, right? Just as like a human-to-human thing. But that doesn't mean he has to be forced to be putting anyone he doesn't want on his podcast. And that's all because he has what people might say, uh, F-U money. Joe Rogan has F-U money to the tune of basically saying like, I could literally stop doing the podcast and literally not care. Like literally not care about anything at all. I could literally make my podcast completely about aliens, conspiracy theories, whatever. Never talk about politics. Never talk about trending topics. Still make millions upon millions of dollars. Right? Like, there's nothing that is forcing Joe to do anything other than Joe. Like, the only person that is pulling his strings is himself. And that's because, one, he's a comedian, and he's probably willing to say whatever. Two, he is financially secure enough and has been financially secure since the very start of the podcast. Because what people don't seem to understand still is that Joe Rogan 
didn't make his first millions of dollars from the podcast. He made a few money back when he did Fear Factor, okay? And apparently, that FU money was so massive from Fear Factor when he started the show was that once he actually started to get the paychecks from there, basically he was set for life regardless of what he did with the money pretty much. Like apparently, that is that financial situation. Like think of it like this. Think about like one of your first jobs, you end up basically signing a deal, I don't know how much, but you know, tens of millions of dollars per year or something like that. That's basically like you won the lottery, and that is practically guaranteed that you will always have this money, right? Especially if you're not someone who's bad with managing money. Right? Like, if you're not bad with managing your money and you get FU money as well, you can literally do anything you want. You have the freedom to pick and choose what you want to do. Like, there's like no reason why you gotta go to work one day, why you gotta like deal with some like BS that someone's talking to you about, right? Because if you are financially secure to the point where you got FU money, also, no one's going to take you off air because no one can take you off air because your audience is so massive that you could easily create your own website with your episodes where people can either listen to it for free or pay for it, and people will do that. Like that's how strong his audience base. Like another way to look at it, right? Depending on how many loyal fans you have as like an audience, you could have a thousand people that are like super hardcore fans of your show or whatever. And it could be a small show. You could might you might only have a thousand people listening to your show, but every single one of them are super, super fans, right? Well you could basically, you know, have like bonus content or like a bonus episode every Saturday or Sunday, right? And those fans, if they want to pay like 10 bucks per month, right, for that extra content and all of them end up doing that, that 10 bucks per month, you could be making over a hundred grand per year from those 1,000 extremely loyal fans. Another way to look at it, say you have just a thousand people, that same 1,000 people, but they are so super, super hardcore fans to the point where you have this bonus content or your podcast itself is premium, right? And they're super fans of yours. And they pay you $1,000 a year, which is like, you know, 
a little bit over a hundred bucks per month, basically, or roughly that, right? About a hundred bucks per month. Technically, a little bit less, but whatever. You could end up making over a million dollars, like a million dollar per year income from that audience base. Like, how crazy would that be if you could literally become a millionaire from a very small audience base? And Joe Rogan, because of the size of his audience and because the size of his bank account, he could, he could, after his Spotify deal were to end, basically just have his podcast now purely premium where only people who really want to listen to it can listen to it by paying a hundred bucks per month or whatever and people will still do that and he will make disgusting amounts more money but the main thing is the thing that is consistent throughout all of this right is that Joe Rogan put himself in a position where financially speaking, no one could force him what to do and who to put on his show, right? He owns the JRE experience, right? The Joe Rogan experience. He is the sole owner of the podcast, right? He doesn't owe money to people, right? He has no boss but himself, right? He is not forced to have people on his podcast because he knows that they will get like massive amounts of views and listeners, meaning he can make massive amounts more money because he is already financially secure. Like, for example... If you're someone who's living paycheck to paycheck and you have like a podcast or a TV show, but you're basically still living paycheck to paycheck, but you got a big audience, you're going to start making decisions to try to make more money because of your dire situation. Whereas someone like Joe Rogan, where the bank account that he has is basically endless, right? And he has the freedom of whatever the hell he wants to do, whenever he wants to do it. Guess what? Nobody could really do anything, right? And that's the main thing that I really wanted to like, kind of like just talk about, kind of like rant about. Is like, this is like where I feel like everyone should strive for. To where they could get financially secure enough to where they don't end up making choices where they're forcing themselves to do something that they really don't want to do, but they have to because they financially are being forced to because they have no no financial so like strong foundation. Right? Like they don't have a strong financial foundation that will secure them where they don't have to do something that might go against their morals. They don't have to go and do something that they don't really 
jive with, right? So for example, like if you're financially strapped for cash, you might take a job that kind of like deals with the opposite of your political viewpoint or your moral standpoint because it's a job that's willing to pay you and it might be the only job willing to pay you in a short amount of time, right? Like a good example of this would be like, let's say, for example, that you are a vegan, right? And as a vegan who is doing it for moral reasons, you are extremely against the killing of animals, right? That's your viewpoint. But you are so financially strapped for cash, you owe so many people so much money, you're in massive amounts of debt, you got student loans that you got to pay. Like, you're barely even living paycheck to paycheck, right? Because you basically don't even have a job anymore. So now, you might end up taking a job with a company that might either be directly involved in the killing of animals or somewhat indirectly by selling animal products. You might be forced to take that type of job even though it goes against completely your morals, your personal morals, because you are financially in a situation where you are unsafe and don't have any true foundation. To support you to where you could be like no I'm gonna wait I'm gonna find a different job that I'm more okay with morally so something to really think about because like a lot of people a lot of people when they get their paycheck just spend all their money a lot of people who start making some money start spending all their money a lot of people who get their first job or work in their careers just spend all of their money start getting into debt start spending crazy amounts of money on credit cards don't pay attention to their finances and then when you know bs hits the fan well guess what it's just going to spread over everywhere and you got no money left to basically buy an umbrella to shield yourself something to think about if you want to learn how to get out of debt and mass your money so that you could be in a situation where you're like hey i am financially secure to where i can go do whatever the hell i want to do 